So, um, yeah, that happened. Uh, the entire sports world has stopped, if you didn't notice. March 12th, 2020, a day that will most certainly be probably the subject of a future 30 for 30 episode. ESPN, uh, I'm sure you already thought about that. <laughs> and while we're all missing sports in a real big way, uh, we also realize dealing with COVID-19 across the country and globe very much a top priority. Thankfully, even though sports have been on hold for the last 14 days-ish, I think that sounds right. I'm bad at math. <laughs> Talking about them, never going to stop, y'all. And neither will Gym Class Hero moments, as we'll discuss right here on Episode 8 of the Gym Class Hero podcast entitled Bill's Bear Hug. A Gym Class Hero. The guy or group of guys in high school or junior high that always kick everyone's asses in games and basically made you feel even more shitty about your own suckiness. Welcome to the Gym Class Hero Podcast, where participation trophies go to die. <laughs> I am Thomas Michael, your host, creator, and lead investigator. We've got a... Of course, usual suspects tagging along for the ride tonight, Perez and Bernsey, but a couple of quick hits to cover before we get to investigating. Okay, so yesterday, I get a call at about 2.30 in the afternoon, and it's old P. Reezy over here, Mr. Chris Perez, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> right away, you can tell there's concern in his voice, and you know when Perez is like deep in his own head, he starts to be very deliberate about what he's saying and very methodical about the words coming out of his mouth. A lot of soft pauses in between everything. Slower. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, he calls me and he goes, so um, how's Victoria doing? <laughs> <I was like>, <laughs> <laughs> like, she's okay, man. I mean, obviously I knew what he was talking about because uh, for those that don't know me, uh, my wife is a nurse here in Charleston, South Carolina. So <laughs> obviously dealing with a lot of stuff right now. But Perez <laughs> goes into, it's almost, and you can tell he's driving around in his car. And he starts to go into like a whole list of questions <laughs> that, <laughs> that A, I'm not capable of answering. <laughs> Luckily, my wife happened to have the day off, Victoria, and uh, I, so I just threw it on speaker. So she was finally able to talk Perez off the ledge. But essentially, Perez was trying to solve coronavirus on his way home from work yesterday. <laughs> That's ultimately what it came down to. A lot of questions. <laughs> Perez, do you care to um, elaborate a little bit more on <laughs> what was going through your head yesterday? I, I just decided I was figuring this shit out. You know, I was trying to get to the bottom of it. I don't believe everything the media says, dude. So I like to hear it from the front lines. That was the whole thing. It's like, I don't just take what I hear on the news and accept it as truth. And so I, I really haven't felt the coronavirus in my life. And so it's hard for me to just get down with it with, the, you know, with what everybody's saying. So I, I haven't, even any of my nursing friends, like nobody's really seen it hit like they show all over the news. And, you know, I feel like there's some hidden agendas in there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going full conspiracy theory, but it, it felt like, it felt a lot for... like it felt a lot like you were reaching to find something conspiracy theory-ish. <laughs> no, I just wanted to know what she was seeing. You know, like if they're pumping this shit on the news and everyone that you know that works at a hospital is completely cool and chill, then that's weird. Okay, so this is the deal. 
Um, as I explained to Perez, and I'll explain to anybody out there that has any other conspiracy theories, what it's really about is not crashing the healthcare system. Now, whether like here in Charleston County, we've got uh, 80-ish cases in South Carolina, it just went over 400, right? But it is doubling every day. And eventually, that number is going to get to a certain point where the people that need the care won't be able to get the care if people aren't doing what scientists <laughs> and medical professionals are saying, not what politicians are saying. So realistically, social distancing, if you don't do it and we end up in this issue, we end up with this problem, it's really is going to crash because as Victoria was just telling you yesterday, she works in the uh, neuroscience ICU. They've only got three negative pressure rooms in their unit. And the people that they were taking care of that do have COVID-19 or are being tested for COVID-19, those people got moved from another unit because there are only so many pressurized rooms. And you got to think the testing takes minimum five days to come through. So, and, and I, and I get the threat is real and people are sick, but what I'll say is, you know, who has the most to gain from all this? Big farm. Who backs all the research that these scientists are doing? Big farm. Where? Yeah, but I don't think the big farm wants to shut down the entire world just so that they can. Big farm doesn't need to shut down the entire world. They already run the entire world pretty much. It's crazy. Okay, well, listen, that may there might be something to that. And obviously, once a vaccine is established, whoever does that is probably going to make a lot of money when it's all said and done. Uh, but I think probably a lot of those companies are doing their best at this moment to do be helpful in some way. Obviously, <laughs> it's big pharma. I'm not going to I'm not going to apologize for big pharma. But what I am saying is, is that I think now is not the time to f- shots fired at them. That's what I would say about that. And I'm not really firing any shots. I just like to hear. I just like to get info from. Okay. The well, like I said, moral of the story is, is Perez. Middle of the day, you could tell it was really weighing on because <laughs> this went <laughs> on for about. The bottom of it. This went on for about 30 minutes. of Perez just like question after question, like Victoria would answer, and Perez had the next one lined up. So <laughs> I hope <laughs> I hope that uh, that she calmed your brain down in you know in a certain way, man. I, I hope you're feeling it, it, a little it, it, bit it better after that conversation about the severity and that. That you're not just wasting your time, <laughs> you know. No, it didn't. It didn't need to be calmed. I was already calm. It's just I like hearing it from people that are. I, I don't. I don't want to get my information from a biased media group, and they're all biased. They all have their own agenda, and they're all pumping whatever information they want us to hear. And so, I was, you know, it felt better after I talked to her. What I would suggest to you is, again, anything that comes out of Dr. Anthony Fauci's mouth, that's what you should be listening to. Anything other than that, it's all gas bags. We're all gas bags about it. We all got our opinions, okay? <laughs> um, but I will say, um, you were, you know, I get it. You were looking for the source. You were trying to go straight to the source. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, let's also talk about something that happened yesterday, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so um, we were going to record this podcast last night, right? And, uh, you know, I had talked to Peter Rez earlier in the day. I'm like, hey, I got oh, something ready. <laughs> I got something ready to go. And uh, 8 o'clock, shooting for 8 o'clock. And, you know, they clown me all the time. They're like, so not that means 9 o'clock, blah, 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 8.30, 8.45, whatever. And uh, so I, I, even to spite them, I get to the studio earlier than they suspected me to, right? <laughs> okay. And we're in this group text, 
between the three of us. And I, I text Perez, and, I'm, and normally I'm like, hey, Perez, I'm ready to go. Give me a call. I'm at the studio. Now, they're in the comfort of their own homes. <laughs> I'm traveling across town to come to the radio station, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I get here. And I text them, but I'm being patient because, you know, people got life going on. So I'm just sitting here and I'm waiting for the phone call, waiting for the phone call. 15 minutes goes by, I text them. I'm like, yo, (laughs) nothing, still nothing. Finally, about 45 minutes rolls around and I'm like, you know what? It's almost nine o'clock. I'm out of (laughs) here. So I leave the radio station and three minutes after I leave the radio station, I start receiving texts from these guys and they're talking about nonsense that has nothing to do <laughs> John Denver. I think you were talking about John Denver, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> that John Denver's full of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and it's like, all right guys, well, appreciate you wasting my time. Let's not do that again. And <laughs> they're like, wait, what? And apparently <laughs> as I went to go play the blame game on them, <laughs> In fact, it looks as if my phone might have been the culprit. <laughs> so um, You're in a dead spot. My bad, y'all. <laughs> Let me just publicly apologize for trying to lay the guilt trip on you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you know, I feel, I feel bad for you, but at the same time, that's a, that's a how bad do you, do you feel when you realize that it was just, it was your fault and not ours? Well, the best part was, is you guys got those text messages like four hours later. And in fact, it, 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 <laughs> it's still happening I, today. And I, and I got the text and I immediately realized it was the late one. And I was like, there's there's the text that, no, that never was. Yeah, at like 1.30 in the morning, <laughs> it came through. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And you were, and you were still pissed off because you were probably half asleep. And, and, and Tombo, I know what your studio looks like. But after we, we text and I realized that you had just been sitting there. I really pictured you like that Pablo Escobar meme where he's just sitting by himself at the table <laughs> and on the swing and then standing standing there with a balloon in his hand like in, in the middle of a parking lot. Yeah. And it was and it was terrific. Yeah. Hey, T-Rez, we we all know what it what it looks like there. We did a we did a show, but I believe you were too drunk or hungover one day to do it. Uh, we July there. July 4th, 2 years ago, Charleston, quite a party. Uh, <laughs> Guys, I've never felt that bad in my entire life. Yeah, <laughs> I think that kind of changed uh, Perez's trajectory in life that weekend. <laughs> it, it really kind of did. I, I feel like I almost died. Yeah, <laughs> Victoria did a uh, a couple of IV bags on us that weekend. That IV was bags. ridiculous. Yeah, man, <laughs> IV bags. My wife goes hard. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, she didn't. Uh, never mind. <laughs> well, she tried. She tried to. Y'all weren't. Y'all, y'all weren't taking the fluids very well. <laughs> no, we weren't. We were that dehydrated. We, it wasn't changing anything because we just were kind of getting back baseline. Yeah. Um, another podcast news and note. So uh, we came in on Monday, or I came into the studio on Monday night, and we recorded an episode. Uh, but what we're gonna do? Is we're gonna call this the um lost episode <laughs> okay it was uh we had old hot tub Dustin Minard on the show uh long time t-bosh and the fellas talking life and sports uh contributor right <laughs> and um which is our Good old Lord. podcast and uh it just went off the rails it went real long and um <laughs> I'd really truth be told is I'm just I don't want to edit that thing. <laughs> so uh, what we're gonna... I almost texted you that night and was like, you're not really going to post that, are you? <laughs> so I am, in fact, going to post it. 
But I'm going to drop it on y'all a little down the line. <laughs> and you can, uh, I mean, we were talking all things coronavirus and misinformation. And yeah, we're all over the board, but it was pretty ugly. I had, I, I had to like apologize kind of and make sure that we were respectful. That's funny. Be on the lookout for um, what was originally episode eight of the Gym Class Hero podcast, now entitled the Gym Class Hero podcast lost episode. <laughs> so uh, keep your eyes peeled for that one. Uh, another quick news and note, the C10 Do 10 Challenge, um, I issued that to both of you on the Instagram at Thomas Michael Radio, uh, and um, man, y'all are a couple of failures, aren't you? <laughs> C10 Do 10? I don't even know what that is. Push-ups, man. Push-ups. I issue uh, a push-up challenge to you, and you do it, on the, and you show the gram. me. It's on the gram. It's on the gram, oh, bro. Oh, dude, I, I haven't been on the gram in like three months. Sorry. Oh. Well, oh, man, listen, what am I supposed to do for you? How am I supposed to help you stay fit during the lockdown if you don't accept my C10 do 10 challenge? Uh, don't worry about my fitness, homie. I got you. <laughs> in fact, Pires, I thought he was chewing on something before we got started. He goes, no, I'm just uh, playing with some resistance bands while we wait. <laughs> <laughs> Broing out you over gotta there. You got to get it in when you can fit it in, man. Right. <laughs> I feel like um, I'm, about yeah. to gain, I'm about to gain 20 pounds. Just yeah, that's not good for you, Burns. That. That's not good for yeah. you, homie. Every time, every time we talk to Burns, he's sitting in his bed. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually outside right now. Okay, good for you. Oh, smack. Right. Put your bed outside. Nice that's day. Weird. It's a nice day. <laughs> At least you're in Charleston. It's nice, to, it's nice to sleep outside. It really is. Yeah, no, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, last quick uh, hit before we get to uh, our main topic investigations today. I know a lot of people out there. Rah! <laughs> rah! Rah! Oh, sorry. No, sorry. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You just said you were outside, Bernie. Shut up. <laughs> Um, do a podcast here. I know, right? Shut up, dog. <laughs> Love you, mean it, Guttles. Uh, for those that are kind of stuck at home and have been kind of quarantining themselves for up to coming on two weeks right now, I know a lot of you have significant others that also are doing the same thing. <laughs> so quick pro tip for those working at home with your SO, blame everything on your fake coworker, Cheryl. Everything. All the messes, just your imaginary coworker. Her name is Cheryl. I named her for you. Don't worry. Just blame everything on her, and your relationships shall be fun. <laughs> just side note for quick pro tip for y'all. You know, sometimes a person says something, and you think to yourself, he doesn't mean for it to sound that way. Well, in this humble brag, gym class hero moment, Mr. LeBron James Definitely meant for it to sound exactly how it came out. Uh, before the NBA season went on hold here for, um, you know, forever, who knows how long, there was that matchup between the Lakers and the Bucks, and a reporter had asked LeBron about how he felt about his positioning in the regular season MVP race. It doesn't matter how you care about that award, what your feelings are. It's, it's a thing. <laughs> and it generally goes to, you know, the year's best player. At least, you know, you can call it most outstanding player, whatever. It is what it is. And Giannis Antetokounmpo is the reigning one, right? So they're talking about the comparison. And LeBron comes out and he says, quote, unquote, 
Regular season MVP has never motivated me. To be the best, to be the best ever to play the game has motivated me and has resulted in me being able to, uh, you know, be league MVP a couple of times. But I've never gone into a season saying, okay, league MVP is what I want to be. I've gone into the season saying, okay, I want to be the MVP of this team. I want to be the best player in the world. And that's how I approach my game every day. How I take care of my body every day has resulted in that MVP award in previous years. Okay. First off, as a veteran gym class hero, much respect to Braun for only caring about championships. Or at least, you know, saying it that way. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Unfortunately, dude's like shooting 30% on those. So, you know, not a good look. (laughs) What are your feelings, gentlemen? On this um, humble brag gym class hero moment from old Bronny. I believe every word he said. I know. I bought him for his honesty, which, like you said, gets him in trouble. Uh, just like any one of us a lot of times. Because we're so politically correct these days. And, of course, the uh, league doesn't want to hear that quote from him. Because it devalues the regular season games. But, I mean, let's be honest. The, the regular season games are money makers. And that's how everybody eats in the NBA. But... The, the real juice is in the uh, the playoffs, and at his age, he's, what, 35 now. Uh, he he cannot do that every night. Giannis can, but LeBron cannot anymore. He, he would he would run himself into the dirt. You say that, but he is doing it. Like, I mean, I know he takes, you know, an extra night off here or there, but, I mean, dude's playing at an MVP level. Like, if you ask me, I'm not give it to him, but, you know, obviously I'm a, a old Bron-Bron fan. I would say, though, um, we we also can say that after the the, uh, the passing of Kobe Bryant, I mean, I feel like he was re-energized and he kind of put the the pedal to the metal and said, "There's no way I'm taking a day off," which is kind of like the Mamba mentality. Definitely, you know? he's not he's not taking any days off anymore. So I I think that those what I just said with you know taking days off, I think those days are in the past. I think he's going to be Mamba mentality for the rest of his career. He's playing at an MVP level, and he is 12 years older than Giannis. Like, that's nutty to begin with. And he's also playing with maybe the fourth best player in the league that could be MVP if, you know, he wanted to, but it's just it's just wild. I mean. Okay, let me say this. So, um, Perez, you're not a LeBron fan. You're a LeBron homer. So let's just start there, okay? <laughs> often a LeBron – often – a LeBron apologist. Let's also throw that out there. And and Someone has to and, apologize for LeBron. And Someone has to apologize for LeBron. And <laughs> I will, alluding to Burns' point, say that uh, I agree. It does feel like he turned it on a little bit with the passing of Kobe Bryant. And I'm not really hating on LeBron James here. What I'm pointing out is him saying that the MVP, which generally goes to the best player each year. Well, if you're the best player in the entire world should probably go to you, right? But that doesn't matter to him. Come on now. <laughs> like, I don't think that's well, I, being, I don't think you're being truthful with me when you say that. So no, that's not, I don't think, I didn't take what he said to mean that. I take what he said to mean uh, my goal isn't to be MVP. My goal is to be the best player, first of all, on my team, and then you know, be the best player in the world. And with my goals, the way that I set my goals, when I reach my goal, then this NBA MVP will fall in line. I don't have to worry about that because it just comes. Okay, and that's well, a good way to look at your goals. I mean, 
you got to shoot high. That way, like, all those little goals just kind of trickle in. Real quick, if I was to ask you right now, the season's over. It's not coming back. Who do you give regular season MVP to? Before you say that, before you say that, LeBron before James. you say anything, before you homer that out real quick, let me point out a couple right. of quick things to you, okay? Giannis, sure. 30 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists. Luka, 29, 9.6 rebounds, 9 assists a game. James Harden, <laughs> a stupid astronomical 38 points a game. Good God. <laughs> 6 rebounds. Seven it's, assists. It's in the worst way. Right? I mean, I listen. I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just giving you the facts, okay? Um, it's like 15 a game on the free throw line. I don't think this is real, and I don't think you can actually consider him for this because he's on the same team as LeBron. But Anthony Davis, 27, nine and three. That's how we ended the season thus far. And then we got LeBron James, 25, seven and ten. Now, obviously, he's the general of the team. He's obviously their best player. He's obviously going to put up great numbers all the time, and they don't necessarily have to be scoring numbers. He's he's the he likes to assist people. He likes to make the game easier for everyone on his team. That's LeBron's thing. Much respect. But if I was to ask his you, defense, with those hey, numbers, stepped up this year too. Okay, boy. I get that. I'm not saying that he's. Uh, come on, man. You saw him. You saw. <laughs> we clowned him a lot last year about his defense. It just goes to show yeah, you. Now you got you got Rajon Rondo coming up and. You know, giving him a compliment, saying, you know, what he's doing is incredible because he's taking their best player every night and posting up on him when it counts. Yeah, because anybody cares about what Rajon Rondo says. <laughs> Come on, bro. Well, Rajon Rondo you know, is a very intelligent player, man. Yeah, you yeah. Know what, you know what? You know what sticks out to me, and like you already kind of alluded to it, was the the ten, which is the assist that yeah. he averages every game. Yeah. And I mean, he's he's kind of taken over the point guard ish. Uh, part of the game uh, for the team, and you, you're, if you're comparing that to the 14 rebounds a game for Giannis, I just don't think those are as important because, I mean, let's be honest, like probably about six of those rebounds are just like gimmies, you know, at the end of a play when a guy shoots a three or something like that. So it's, he's just always around the basket, kind of like like Westbrook was when he was trying to go for the triple doubles every every game. Yeah, no doubt. I definitely agree that assists are more valuable than rebounds. Both are important, obviously. And in order to get those assists, you know your your players have to make the shots, and that is that, that's not always the case. He he's one of the best passers that we've ever seen in the game with his court vision, and a lot of those rebounds that Giannis is getting are putbacks. Also, he'll miss, and he'll he's so tall and he's strong and he's quick. You know he'll he, he gets to the rim at with ease. Um, he doesn't always finish, and then he puts it back. And I mean. That's, you know, a two for one right there. But I mean, Giannis is incredible. We can't, you know, I'm not trying to downplay how great Giannis is, but what I'm saying is if you're looking at the most valuable, like Giannis had a real nice, real nice supporting cast. LeBron makes his team better. And it's sad that they might not get to finish this year. Yeah. Well, he doesn't, you have, would... he doesn't have a lot of seasons left, you know, he does not. I agree. It would be really nice to watch him close out this year. So now that I have <laughs> given you those numbers, Let's answer the question, gentlemen. Are you still giving me that Homer answer, Perez? You going, you going, Bron? Let regular season MVP. I just, I can't see how you don't. It, those I, are. I think, I, I think with everything that's gone with the Lakers, like I said, it's going to LeBron. All the accolades are going to LeBron this year, and he's gonna, he's gonna earn every minute of it, every bit of it. 
Okay. I mean, how many APs should he have had that he didn't get? I mean, let's be real. That's true. Um, was Westbrook with his triple double year? Like, get that, sh- or you know, get it out of here, man. It's just it was garbage. We all know it was garbage. He was the only one doing anything the whole damn game. Give the man his credit, please. He's become so good so consistently for so many years that it's almost like he has to do something completely ridiculous in order to win the MVP now. And it shouldn't be that way. I don't disagree with you. And after all that banter and crap I gave you about LeBron, I would give it to him too. I just, (laughs) (laughs) I just, I got to play the other side of the coin over here, brother. That's my job. But but it's almost like every year though, that he is, you know, having a, a, a great year. Some, there's like one or two other guys that are just going after stats to get the MVP, and it's, I it's agree. kind of annoying. I agree. It, it, it is, and you know, and I know, I know a lot of that has to do with how Westbrook went about it. But listen, you still got to respect the averaging a triple double. Just saying that. But and where I, did where did Westbrook end up in the playoffs? I, I get it. I, I get it. I get it. But LeBron James didn't even make the playoffs last year. So uh, yeah, but last year was a different year. Point being is that. Uh, it's not what he is capable of and how he's performing. It's the way he goes about saying it that makes it uh, a gym class hero moment. <laughs> so, um, humble brags all day from old Bronny Bron. Gym class hero moment. So, the uh, goat taking his rings to Tampa. I like Tampa, by the way. It's a little dirty, but uh, I love the uh, Gulf Coast. Give it that. Money championships factors you would think Tom Brady took into consideration when making his first ever free agency decision. That's crazy to think about (laughs) for as long as Tom Brady's been around. He has never been a free agent, (laughs) Um, but let's be honest. Like truly, if you really think about it, there's only one thing that would have kept the greatest quarterback of all time in new England. Just a little bit of love. If Bill Belichick had opened up his arms real big and told old Tommy to bring it in, I'm thinking all Patriot fans' hearts would probably be bursting instead of broken. (laughs) Uh, It's real simple. Tommy just wanted a hug, y'all. If Bill had let TB12 bury his face in Bill's burly bear chest for, you know, quick little ugly cry, all would have been resolved. Now, let me ask y'all this, gentlemen. Do you think that even a half handshake, half hug would have done the trick? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, you don't think that would have done the trick? That that, that wouldn't have been enough love. No, nah, I think there's something salty going on between between those two. I mean, I think they're already they don't do a lot of hugging and handshaking. <laughs> I think I think a big part of Tom Brady's free agency was he he saw how much power the NBA guys were getting, you know, that's the thing in the NBA right now is, you know, let's get to free agency and we can call our own shots. And that's exactly what he wanted to do. And that's what he did. And I mean, I don't think anything was keeping him in New England except a big old fat contract that would never give him. I don't think it was about money, bro. I truly think it was about respect. Did you see last year when Bill Belichick gave that game ball to Tom Brady in the locker room and how like, like it made you feel weird inside? It was like super awkward. If you recall that, yeah, they don't do a they don't do a lot of love, but deep inside old Tommy Brady, you know that's what he that's that's all he really wants. He wants 
He wants a little bit of love and a little bit of respect. And if you watch that um that Facebook series he did last year, he talked a lot about that and you know alluded that to his uh you know super model wife. <laughs> Burns, what do you think? Hard to say looking outside when I mean obviously there was some sort of you know salt being tossed around and you know we really won't know until there's some sort of like thirty for thirty or or, or big you know, documentary out there going on in the next ten years. But uh, I I I think it's probably a combination of a dozen things. Like maybe he wanted to try something out and prove to everybody that he can't he can win away from Bill Belichick. Like he can go and make another team better. You know, he so, doesn't necessarily. I, I don't think anybody thinks that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win the Super Bowl this year, or if there is a, uh, a season. Right. But, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, well, let but, me ask. No, seriously, you guys keep talking well, about this. On. You keep talking about this salt. Where do you think this salt stems from? Lack of love. That's where it stems from. No, nah, it, it comes from them both being alpha dogs. And they're right now, they're tied to each other forever. As And, and no one would ever know if, Tom Brady could have done it without Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick could have done it without Brady. And if you're if you're Bill Belichick, you kind of got to be a little pissed about this whole like Tom Brady playing until he's freaking 42. He's like, come on, dude, I had my back, I had my guy in Garoppolo that I wanted. If you're if you're them and you're the alpha, there has to be a piece of their soul that wants people to know that they could do it without the other. That's 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 just it. You know, it, it's not you know, it's like Kobe winning one without Shaq. Well, okay, you kind of led me right into this. Okay, maybe Bill Belichick has a plan. Maybe Jared Stidham, he's the answer. <laughs> the next Tom oh, Brady, right? That's good. That's good. Okay, but what I will ask is, um, given the situation, and since Bill's the genius and Tom's the talent, who ends up with a better record this year, Tampa or New England? Tampa Bay, no problem. I'll go New England. You'll go New England, or you think New England? <laughs> well, I just, I, I, I mean, besides Buffalo being pretty stout, um, it's just like every other year, their division is pretty weak still. That's true. That's a good point. So, yeah, but they I mean, were weak last year without Brady, man. Like, I mean, Buffalo's going to obviously win that division, I believe. But I think what Tampa Bay has to play the Falcons. Uh, obviously, the Panthers aren't going to be as good, but you got to play New Orleans twice. I mean, it's the toughest division in the league, probably. You know, Dude, do you, maybe, do you remember Atlanta last year? Yeah, but yeah, Atlanta just stacked themselves with, like, all former first-rounders. <laughs> They're going to be pretty good this year, I think. It, it, you know, that's a, homer, that's a homer thing for me to say that the NFC South is going to be very tough because other, you know, obviously the AFC West, um, there's some good conference or divisions out there, but you're, you're, you're taking two L's right off the bat from Drew Brees, I think. Yeah. Well, hey, man. I don't think I don't I don't think that's a given. I'm looking forward to the Tom Brady Drew Brees divisional matchup. I will say that. With Dude, Brady's got weapons that he's never he's got more weapons on the team than he's ever had before. Totally agreed. But I don't think that's what it's about. He's had Randy Moss. He's had a lot of good weapons. Yeah, but not all at the same time. Not at not all at the same time. He's got two nice tight ends. I mean, he's got a huge wide receiver. He's got Godwin to play the slot. Like, I mean. He's gonna have a field day. But the uh, the word around the the league is that his arm is nowhere near what it used to be. Yeah, you know who says that? People who don't have any idea what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Tom Brady's, ne- Tom Brady's never been like a power rocket arm. Like 
he's one of the most precise throwers. 20 to 30 yards down the field, he does that, dude. I mean, seriously. And if you watched his games last season, his receivers were dropping balls left and right. It was nuts. That probably is why I wanted to get the F out of there, too, because in that playoff game, his receivers dropped like six balls. It's uh, crazy. Can I make a quick side note? Um, As I was getting this all ready, uh, Perez texts me, and he goes, I have a real big problem with calling him the GOAT. <laughs> so, um... Would you care to make another nomination, <laughs> Perez? Just, just real quick, if you'd like to throw something out there for us to make fun of. Well, I think he is—he's obviously the most decorated of all time. Okay. I just—I have a hard time. I don't think that he's the best quarterback to ever play the game. Oh, pure talent, pure talent. Best quarterback to play the game, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Best thrower of the football. Aaron Rodgers. It might be Patrick Mahomes when it's all said and done. And I put Dan Marino at twelve. I mean, that's just a fact. Okay, so um, uh, <laughs> talent, talent, um, is equals greatest of all time. That's what you. That's what you're equating that to. I think Tom Brady is the greatest winner of all time. I'll give him that. Okay. Well, you should just shut the fuck up over there. <laughs> uh, one last quick I mean, question. Yeah. Like you're, 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 I'll take it if I'm considered the greatest winner of all time. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it's like Bill, it's like Bill Russell's the greatest winner in basketball of all time, but he does not consider the best player of all time. There's a difference there. I mean, I'd put Joe Montana over Brady as well. I mean. Oh, oh, you were still talking? Oh, my bad. <laughs> um, so, uh, one last question. Do you think that Giselle is the big spoon in the relationship? Oh, yeah. She's worth more, she's worth like four times Tom Brady. Absolutely. <laughs> she's she's dead. definitely the big spoon. She's got to be, right? She probably reminds him every day how lucky he is. <laughs> <laughs> like to his face. <laughs> when they go out to dinner, she opens the door for him. <laughs> <laughs> She pulls she, the chair she always, out. She, she always grabs the check. Yeah, she always grabs the check. <laughs> when they get home from a romantic dinner, she draws him a bath. <laughs> she she carried him over the threshold. <laughs> After sex, she goes and gets the towel. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> She got down on one knee and proposed to Brady. <laughs> I'm just saying. It feels like Tommy's the needy one, man. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm getting at here. I feel like Tommy just needs to be cuddled. And I feel like in the relationship, just all, you know, there's a good chance she's the big spoon. That's all I'm going to. Tom goes to the kitchen and makes her a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> the uh, We're going to call this the... um. Bill's bear hug, Jim Glass Hero moment. <laughs> okay, you know what time it is. Everyone's favorite game pick one. Give the fellas two different scenarios. They got to choose which one they would endure over the other. Neither of them pleasant, neither of them kind. Uh, but uh, you guys ready for this? I'm ready. All right, gentlemen, pick one time. You've decided to make a big change in your life. A simpler way of living, really. You decide to buy a tiny home. However... You went halvesies with your um, 400-pound friend. His name is Tiny. <laughs> All right. Thing is, though, Tiny has possibly the worst case of irritable bowel syndrome ever diagnosed by the uh, medical community. And on top of that, he's frequently 
seen urinating in the middle of the night while sleepwalking and um not in the bathroom. <laughs> so All right, um, I'm out. I'm already I'm already out. So um that pee, you know, really could land anywhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he doesn't know. He's sleepwalking, right? <laughs> and I imagine that a 400-pound man holds a lot of liquid, too. So it'd probably be like a horse peeing, <laughs> like a big, thick stream of urine, you know. He's uh, he's the highlight of our Kelly party. <laughs> Couldn't land anywhere. <laughs> or right now have five people randomly selected off the street cough directly into your mouth one after the other, like today, <laughs> like right now. Pick one. Thank you. I know. You know. I know. <laughs> it's not I'm, an easy I'm gonna, one. I'm, I'm going to go with a cough. You're taking I'm the gonna cough. Go You're going to take your chances. Well, one, I may have already had the Rona. I was really sick like three or four weeks ago. I might have already had it. might be good. So you're a medical professional speculating now? <laughs> I'm a pretty healthy guy. And if I haven't had it and I do get it, you know, I'm, I'm pretty healthy uh, all around. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. So I feel like if I do get it, I'm solid. You're good with the Rona. Give me, bring it on. <laughs> All right. Okay. Not really. I mean, not, I mean, not you're really, taking your chances. But... I like it. You're a gambler. You are a gam- a bit of a gambler. I know you like to, uh, you know, <laughs> take your chances. So uh, that's definitely a little chancy, Perez. <laughs> I, I think I think I can handle it. I think I'd be in that 85 percent that's uh, going to be all good. Okay. Burns, what about you? You uh, taking the five coughs from strangers, or are uh, you going to go live in that tiny home with old Tiny? <laughs> How long was it again? What do you mean? That you're going to live with Tiny? Yeah. You just bought a oh. home together. <laughs> oh. Like, well, you you went halvesies on this thing. Like, you're, you're like, you're invested, bro. Okay. Well, uh, it's a tiny home, so it didn't really cost much. No, it didn't. <laughs> So I can afford to possibly just rent out another spot for, you know, minimal. <laughs> okay. Have fun. Okay. So Way to completely ruin pick one again, Burns. <laughs> so I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> not getting coughed on by the deadly disease that's shutting down the entire world. No, I, listen, Pierre, don't hate on hey. him. He was just trying to work it out in his own brain right there. He was like... Okay, so how could I realistically get around both of these? <laughs> there's like, a there's a chance that those five people don't even have the Rona. It might true. be like gross, but not terrible. Yeah, it's still just like really bad. Uh, so, are you when you when it comes to tiny living with tiny in the tiny home? Are you more worried about like the flatulence or like the urine that could potentially land in your mouth while you're sleeping? <laughs> that, I think that was, that was the kicker right there. Okay, I think this. The smell is what's going to get you, dude. There's not a whole lot of places for it to go, I guess, is what I would say. There's going to be times where he's not being right. That's just, you know, it's a human fact. I remember in college, there was a kid that peed right next to me, like sleepwalking, and I'll never forget it. He peed right into the the air duct that was on the floor, and I was like, wow, he didn't even make a mess. Like, it was pretty good. (laughs) Accurate. I mean, mean, everybody was like, yeah, he peed right in the air duct. I'm like, right over there. I'm like, what? You, there's no mess at all. You really want to know where the source of that kind of aspect of the story came from? I'll tell you. Uh, public embarrassment for one of our friends. <laughs> so um, Kyle Murray is um, actually the inspiration for that because I was visiting him and Trent Bona 
at Appalachian State one weekend. Actually, Pires, you might have been there. <laughs> um, and uh, Kyle gets up in the middle of the night and just starts peeing into Trent's shoe in the middle of the closet sleepwalking. <laughs> just right into his shoes. <laughs> but, is, but isn't it amazing the amount of accuracy that someone has when they're blacked out drunk just peeing? I think it's pretty impressive, to be honest with you. I think mean, that's the topic right there. I mean, maybe Tiny is accurate. Maybe you you know where that pee's going to land. Maybe you don't. <laughs> so, uh, hey, but, I mean, I, I, I'll put a bucket in the corner of both of my beds just to, like, detract it. Right? Hey. <laughs> Distraction. Hey, I, I may or may not have peed in the closet thinking I was a port of John Buckout drunk before. Oh, I'm sure. Who knows? I, I actually imagine you doing it in my head very easily. <laughs> Very easy. Okay. <laughs> That's disturbing. So, uh, yeah, I know, right? right, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't be able. I shouldn't be able to That's picture that so clearly. Yeah, I shouldn't be able to picture that so clearly. Burns. It just got weird. So, what was your final answer? I'm gonna go with the uh, splitting a tiny home and hopefully getting out of that. And make a profit with it. <laughs> All right. It's going to real estate. <laughs> real estate, baby. Boom. So we laugh, we cry, we investigate. We're possibly going stir crazy. Who knows? We're, uh, what, day 14 of quarantine. But, hey, listen, we appreciate y'all being our outlet, honestly. Humble brags, bear hugs, and big spoons. That's what we got for you for episode eight of the Gym Class Hero podcast. I'd say that about covers it today. Uh, We do, however, find ourselves with a little extra time on our hands. So guess what, y'all? More Gym Class Hero podcasts coming to you soon and with the quickness because, uh, like I said, we got a lot of time on our hands. So you can catch up on all our episodes at Gym Class Hero Podcast, wherever you do that podcast thing, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor. I could go on and on and on and on and on. So, hey, Perez, if you uh, need to crack any more codes of the universe, you know where to find me, homie. I just need to talk to Victoria sometimes, you know. Okay, yeah, you're right. I'll just pass you along to my wife. <laughs> she's way yeah. smarter. <laughs> she, she, she's got the info. <laughs> yeah, she's got the brain. I've got the social ability. <laughs> that's, that's, exactly. that's why we work well hey, together. That, that works out. Yeah. Uh, Burns, I know you said you were sitting outside on your uh, patio over there. You want to go drink another cocktail for me? Real quick. I'm already on. I'm, I'm already on it. So. Okay, I appreciate you, bro. Uh, vicariously, yeah, I, got but, I got nothing but time over here. Right. Birds, go back to bed, bro. Right, <laughs> um, okay. Y'all, it is some crazy, uncertain, and let's be honest, without being like hyperbolic about it, pretty scary times right now. And with all our jokes aside, we ask that y'all do what's necessary to help your family, friends, and community. We're all going through this together. It will be over at some point. My advice that actually my wife gave me is act as if you already have the virus and you'll be helping people without even doing anything. And that, folks, is some pretty powerful stuff. Just do what medical professionals are asking you to do and we'll get through this together. Powerful stuff and honestly, kind of a no brainer. Y'all stay healthy and we'll see y'all soon for episode nine of the Gym Class Hero podcast coming at you with the quickness.